Hey mama, welcome back. People always ask me how I can do so much and how I'm so busy but handle it so well and keep my calm. Well, I haven't always been able to do that. And I haven't always been able to manage multiple things and stay calm and joyful through it all. But over the years, I have learned a few tips to help me manage all the hats that us moms wear on a daily basis. I have 10 ways for you to get everything done without feeling overwhelmed, stressed, and to help you avoid that infamous mommy burnout. Are you sick of always feeling rushed? Does it feel like you're constantly forgetting things? Are you frequently frustrated and snapping at your kids, spouse, or all of the above? Are you ready for peace and joy to flow through you in your home? In this podcast, you will find solutions to bring peace and joy back to what may feel like chaos. It is my mission to help you be restored to who God intended you to be so you can wake up refreshed and excited for each new day. When God speaks of restoration, it is always in abundance, and when restored, it is better than how it started. God promised us a better life and a better future for us and our families. If you are ready to say yes to the life God created you for and for peace to flow through your home, mind, and spirit, then you have come to the right place. I'm Jen, a wife, mom, and Jesus lover. I spent six years as a single mom, then married, became a stepmom, and we blended our families. Diving in headfirst from a chaotic single mom life to a chaotic mom and wife life. I struggled to keep my sanity. I looked to everything and everyone else to avoid the drowning feelings of failure and uncertainty. I finally realized there was a better way. Life was meant to be truly lived. God had a purpose for me and our family, and the way we were living was not it. God showed me what structure, organization, and a healthy mindset can do to bring joy back into my home and marriage. Through that, God showed me what biblical restoration in my life can look like. I am here to share that with you. Wherever you are starting from, if you are ready to find peace, joy, and your sanity once again, or for the first time ever, along with getting back to the root of who God created you to be, this podcast is for you. Find a new joy-infused marriage and laughter and fun to replace the stress and frustration with your kiddos as you join me for real talk through the pain, struggle, and joy and freedom on the other side. So warm up that cold coffee, find a kid-free chair, and pop in those earbuds. It's time to dive in. I'm sitting here and all the kids are still sleeping. Hopefully Caleb stays asleep. I've got coffee cup number two right now, trying to get everything done before they wake up. So Caleb hasn't been sleeping very well at all. So exhaustion is starting to set in. I am so tired. Coffee is helping me big time. (laughs) And I'm able to get a little jump start in the morning, thankfully. So coffee is definitely my love language and it's my little piece of heaven during a busy day. I don't know how I would start my morning without it, but exhaustion is definitely setting in right now. When I'm exhausted, it's so easy to snap at other people. It's so easy to get even more stressed and overwhelmed and begin to start to feel that mommy burnout. It's hard to get stuff done. It's hard to focus and it's really hard to not let things get to you. I'm there. I'm not sleeping at night. My house is a disaster. Most of you know, if you've listened to any of my previous episodes that we moved recently, so we've only been here a couple weeks. It takes extra time when you have two littles and homeschooling and all the things. Things don't just unpack themselves and it's hard. And my kitchen is a lot smaller than it was, so I can't find places for everything. (laughs) So it's really hard to get things unpacked and get settled in. And it's really getting to me. I thrive with organization and order. 
and systems, and I haven't been able to have any of that. And then exhaustion and sleep deprived on top of that. It's very hard for me to manage. And so I want to talk about that with you today. I'm going through it right now. I have gone through it and I've gotten past it and I've learned some ways to manage it. And I want to talk to you about that. I'm talking to myself too, because like I said, I am going through that right now, but we're going to get through this together. So when people ask me how I do it, I joke and I say, well, it's just coffee and Jesus. Definitely Jesus helps me get through it all. And coffee, it's my love language. Just bring me a cup of coffee and you're one of my new best friends. It doesn't take that much. There's also a few other things that I do outside of coffee and Jesus <laughs> that help me get through it all. And lately it's been hard for me to be able to do all of these things, which is why it's been so difficult for me to get things done and not feel stressed and overwhelmed because I don't have my normal systems in place right now after the move. And I haven't done a lot of these things lately. So I need to get back into it. It's really difficult without having things organized and my systems going, but I have my systems and it will be super easy to just jump right back in, but I don't even have my planner out. I don't have the things that I normally use out and available right now. So it's tough, but we'll get there. So I have 10 ways that I've been able to manage this, the overwhelm and not feel stressed and frustrated and snap at people. So the first thing I do, and I've talked about this in other episodes, but it is a huge piece of my life, is a planner. Use a planner. Paper. If you have a great system with a calendar that is online, totally fine. Keep using that, but I do recommend using a paper planner. I incorporate my paper planner with my online Google calendar. Uh, I use it through my Gmail account. So I use both of them. Paper planner is what has all my little daily tasks and the systems that I have in place. I keep that in my paper planner. My Google calendar is just for events and places that I need to be, the times I need to be there. Paper planner is crucial to getting things done and having it out on paper so it's out of your head. You won't feel nearly as overwhelmed and stressed about everything that's on your plate that you have to get done when you get it out of your head and on paper. It's not just swimming around inside <laughs> and then you're worried about forgetting things or not getting something done when it needs to get done because you, you have it on your planner. So number two, take time in the morning before they wake up. I've talked about this one as well, but it's so helpful just to have a little time for you. I do a power hour in the morning, sometimes a little longer than an hour if the kids are sleeping well and I don't have other things that I want to get done. But in the morning before they wake up, take that time for you, whether you want to do some work, whether you want to do some cleaning, or you just want to sit in the quiet. Because <laughs> we all know how wonderful the quiet is. We don't get that very often. So if you take that time in the morning before they wake up, spend some time with Jesus, first of all first thing that needs to happen when you wake up is spend some time with Jesus and get yourself ready. And then whatever else that you want to do, like I said, my power hour, I don't know how I would get all of my stuff done if I didn't take that power hour in the morning. So I spend my time with Jesus, do a little something for myself, like brush my teeth and I make my coffee. And then after my Jesus time, I sit and work. So I'll either record my podcasts. I am still doing some blogging for another podcaster. 
So I'll do some of the blogs. I might throw a little laundry in. Little things like that just to get the day started. And I go through my calendar and my paper planner so that I'm prepared for the day. Number three, take advantage of their play and sleep time. So if you have littles that are still napping, take advantage of that time. Take a few minutes to yourself and then get some stuff done. So if you have that paper planner during those nap times or when they're playing nicely on their own, <laughs> if, if yours will do that, in your paper planner, you should have that to-do list. So if you've done that brain dump, you have your list of things that you need to get done and the priorities. So take advantage of that time where they're sleeping or they're playing nicely on their own and tackle one of those things on your list. Number four, this should have actually been before number three. All right, so make a list of what needs to get done. Number four, just write it all out. Whatever it is that needs to happen. And then number five, prioritize. So out of your to-do list, prioritize everything that needs to get done in one, twos, and threes. One is crucial. It needs to happen immediately. Two, it needs to happen soon, but it's okay if it doesn't happen right away. And three, it needs to happen at some point. It's not crucial. It's not super important to happen immediately, but you'd like to get it done at some point. So I have these chairs that I have been wanting to make for a really long time. I haven't finished them. I even moved the wood with us to the new house and it's a number three on my prioritizing. I'll have them done someday. It'll happen, but it's not crucial and it's just a thing that I want to do. So prioritize everything from a one down to a three on your to-do list. And then tackle those when you have that free time, when you have those blocks of work time, or when your kids are sleeping or playing or doing something else on their own. And since you have them in a one, two, three prioritized list, it's easy to just pick one of those ones that you didn't have planned in your schedule or take one of those twos that might be just a quick little little thing to be able to get done and tackle that. Number six, if you are a mom of littles, wear them. There's these amazing wraps. If you haven't heard of them, I certainly hope you have because it's my lifesaver. (laughs) Moby wrap. There's other brands too. Uh, The Moby wrap is a little thicker, so it's not great during the summer. I have another one. I don't remember the brand. I was actually given it by a friend who didn't need it anymore. And it's just like the Moby Wrap, just a little thinner fabric. You can do anything and everything while you're wearing them. Keeps them happy. You have two hands free and they're just there doing things with you. So it's, it's nice. Seven sleep train. I can't even begin to describe how helpful it was. So James, James is almost two. Up until six months, I didn't, I didn't sleep. He would wake up every hour wanting to nurse. And it was such a struggle in the beginning with him because of his tongue and lip tie and not getting it corrected in time. He refused the breast. And so I went through several months of just trying to get him to nurse again. And it was a huge struggle. So that was my priority. And then during the night, he would wake up and I'd nurse him because that was more practice trying to get him back on the breast. It was not fun, needless to say. So finally at six months, he was nursing wonderfully. He'd finally latched and he was doing really well and still waking up every hour because, well, basically I had trained him to do that because every time he'd wake up, I'd go nurse. 
Well, finally, by six months, I just couldn't do it anymore. And I decided to sleep train. Taking care of babies. She now has courses for all age groups now, so it doesn't matter what age your child is. She can teach you how to sleep train that child, whether they're even in the toddler ages. If you have a toddler that's not sleeping well and it's a huge struggle any nap time or bedtime, I highly recommend the Taking Care of Babies course for infants all the way through. I have her course linked in the show notes. If you need help, head on over to her course because it is amazing. Number eight, ask for help. It's okay to ask for help. We're not made to do life alone. God didn't create us to be able to do all the things all the time. We aren't superwomen as much as we want to be. We're not. That's why we have other people surrounding us. Nine, have your kiddos help you. It's okay. No matter what age they are, have them help. So yesterday was a really rough day. I'm not sleeping well. I snapped at my husband. I'm exhausted. I have a whole lot of things that I'm trying to get done. And my house is a disaster. I I don't function well in chaos. And I feel like my house is just chaos right now because there's still boxes everywhere. Things aren't in their place. I don't have the office set up. We don't have our room set up. I finally got the kids' clothes sorted so I'm not digging through boxes to find them clothes every time they get dirty. James isn't wearing the same socks three days in a row. I'm finally starting to get an order, but it's not yet. And it still feels like chaos. So yesterday, I just, I didn't have a good day. I snapped at my my daughter. I snapped at my husband. And I just shut down at night because I was just exhausted. And I didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't want to do anything. I just sat and nursed Caleb and tried to get him down. Well, Georgia, her sweet little self saw how stressed I was. And she heard me snap at my husband and... She is just the most caring, loving, gentle-hearted soul, and she she didn't even ask what I wanted her to do. She just jumped in and helped because she saw me struggling, and she did all the dishes. She helped with James, just stepped right in her little mama self, and it was just so sweet. But she wouldn't have done that if I hadn't taught her how to do certain things. Ever since she was just little, I have had her helping me. And it was almost out of necessity when she was really little because I was a single mom and I had to get stuff done, but she was still there. I didn't have anybody to help me with her when we were at home and I needed to get cleaning done or get other things done. So she helped me. I would give her a rag and she would wipe whatever random thing she wanted to go wipe, but she's helping me clean. I almost learned it by accident, but it worked well. And now as I've been through it and I've done some research and learning, I've learned great ways to do it, not just by accident. (laughs) And so I'm a little more intentional this time around with my littles, but I did see the fruit of, of bringing her in on everything with me. So if you bring them in on the journey with you, it teaches them how to do things. It gives them a stake in the household and it gives them a sense of pride to be able to help. And they're helping mom and they just get so, so excited and have that sense of pride that they got to do it. and They get to help and they get to be a part of it all. It may take longer. You might have to go back and fix something. And it's harder at first, but once they learn, you can delegate. Georgia has learned how to do dishes, so... I didn't ask her. She just did it. But oftentimes 
we have to ask. <laughs> but we can delegate that now because she can do the dishes. So we'll delegate it to her and that takes something off my plate. Yes, it was a lot harder at first before she learned how to do it. I'd have to stand there. I'd have to clean up all the water and I'd have to go back and re-clean things that had to be hand washed that weren't going in the dishwasher because she didn't do a great job. But now she knows how. When I would have to go back and fix something, I'd show her. And so she would learn from her mistakes. And now she can get it done. I don't have to worry about how well it was done. So James, he's not even two yet, but he's learning how to do little things. So he has a piece of trash. I don't take the trash and throw it away for him. I say, James, go throw it away. And sometimes it doesn't register. And so I'll have to walk with him over to the trash can. And it takes 10 times longer than me just picking it up and taking it to the trash myself. But he learned it. So now when I say, James, take that to the trash, go throw it away. Oh, that's garbage. Go throw it away. He'll walk over to the garbage can and he'll throw it in the trash and he'll shut the cabinet door. Picking up toys. Yes, it might be easier for me to just go pick them all up myself. And there are moments that I do. But if I'm always doing it myself, he's never going to learn to pick up after himself. So when it's time to pick up toys, I say, okay, let's pick up. And I have the basket and I show him, okay, let's pick it up. And we do it together. We turn it into a game. So he thinks it's fun to pick something up and put it in the basket. But in reality, he's learning how to clean up after himself and pick up after himself. What motivates them? I'm definitely not against bribing. So James wanted some M&Ms. Okay, you want M&Ms? You dropped your mango on the floor over there. I will get your M&Ms, but you need to go pick up your mango. And he got this big smile and he went and picked up his mango. He left a piece on the floor. Oh, I see another mango. Go pick it up and then you can have your M&Ms. So he went and picked up his other mango and he got his M&Ms and he was so excited. But he learned how to pick up after himself. So have your kids help no matter how little or how big. Bring them on the journey with you and they will learn. Yes, it's harder at first, but it's so much easier in the long run. Then number 10, don't forget to enjoy the little moments. All those little moments, they're not going to happen a second time. And even if you are stressed and overwhelmed, if you can pause and enjoy those little moments, it makes the overwhelm and the stress a little easier. And you're not going to get that mommy burnout if you're seeing the excitement and the joy in the moments. So even though I was so worn out and exhausted and feeling overwhelmed and stressed last night because I was just seeing everything that needed to get done and I wasn't able to get it done, James came up and he wanted to hold his little brother and he just got this big smile and I said, okay, you want to hold him? And he starts giggling and he runs over the chair and he sits down and he pats his lap and he's just so excited. So I put the pillow on his lap and I set James on there and he's just giggling and biggest grin. And if I would have just given in to the overwhelm and stress that I was feeling and the feeling that I wanted to just retreat and not be around anybody and didn't want to talk to anybody. If I gave into that and I didn't see his joy and excitement about his little brother and I was just inwardly focused, I wouldn't have been able to enjoy that moment and my night probably would have been even worse. But I got to enjoy that little moment and it took me out of my head. It took me out of what I was feeling in that moment. And his joy and his excitement and his giggles infiltrated me. I started to feel happy and a little moment of joy and it didn't last. I was exhausted and I'm just going to be honest. The moment that 
that was done and I got him to bed, I was right back where I was. I'm better this morning. I needed sleep and I got some sleep last night and it was so helpful. Sleep and coffee. I'm feeling good. (laughs) But that little moment last night helped to end my day on a better note. And that's what I remembered this morning when I woke up. I wasn't focused on the stress and overwhelm that I was feeling yesterday. I was focused on that moment and that little giggle that I love to hear. And I wouldn't have heard that last night if I hadn't been trying to enjoy those little moments and I had stayed focused on myself. So don't forget to enjoy those little moments through stress and the overwhelm. So I hope these 10 tips can help you to avoid the feeling of stress and overwhelm and getting that mommy burnout that we've all felt at some point. You can learn to manage all the things and all the hats that us moms have to wear, but you have to be intentional throughout your day to enjoy those moments. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. If you liked the episode, please take a moment to leave a review. This helps to get Restored Mama out there into the world to help more mamas like you find the joy and freedom in the restoration God has waiting for them. If you liked Mama's show, leave a review. It will help her get seen. I would love to hear your story, where you're at, and what you're hoping to learn and gain from Restored Mama. Send me an email at restoredmamapodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com to fill me in on your journey. I can't wait to hang out with you again next time. Until then, I hope this has blessed you today, and I can't wait to see what God is going to do in your life.